All right, welcome to Podcast 2. This is Donovan Bailey, MSLGSW. I want to thank you for tuning in to uh, this podcast again. Uh, as I said yesterday, uh, this is an outgrowth of something I've been wanting to do uh, for the longest to talk about social services, particularly with the idea of working on issues of disparities within the criminal justice system and education, other issues of cultural competency, and so on from a social worker standpoint. And now that I have, uh, I'm, I'm running for Minnesota Office 25B, I thought this was a great opportunity to combine the two. Um, and also uh, so that you all can get to know who Donovan Bailey is as I run for Minnesota House 25B. And I will say there's a combination of why I wanted to do this podcast and why I'm running for office. Um, and that is about disparities. That is about uh, equity. That is about cultural competency, as I said in the last podcast. That is about diversity. That is about we all do better when we all do better. Um, and the need to look at the growth and the advancement of Minnesota and certainly our area here in Rochester through the lens of cultural competence. And I'm very passionate about that. So thank you for tuning in. Again, I'm Donovan Bailey, Donnie known to others or many, or, or most even, um, and I'm running for Minnesota House 25B. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the likes on the first for, uh, podcast. Thank you for the thumbs up from, my, some, from some of my mentors and so on. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate that. Housekeeping. You can get at me on Facebook Messenger through Donovan Bailey, MSLGSW, YouTube the same. This is an Anchor FM podcast on Spotify, and so you can get uh, this podcast. I also do a YouTube cast live so you can see me in action um, and also get it that way. So thank you again for tuning in. Well, let's get into what's going on. What's up? Well, Bloomberg now qualifies for the Nevada debates. And also, from what now I understand, according to the Miami Herald, he now qualifies for the South Carolina debates. I think this issue is huge, and I'm hopefully going to get to this in another podcast. But this billionaire, and I will say self-made billionaire, that is the story of Mike Bloomberg, a billionaire that has served three terms as the New York mayor, the law, one of the largest cities in the world. Uh, so he has some chops as it relates to politics. However, it is amazing to me how that we have one uh, individual, at least in office now, who's a billionaire person from New York City and, and some of the issues that have come with that. And now the Democratic Party might jump right back in, in a different boat or the same boat, actually, and do the same thing with Mike Bloomberg. I think it really flies in the face of what the Democratic Party is in the sense of being a big tip party and minorities and, and all these different things that the Democratic Party uh, seems to hold high to let a billionaire buy his way into the election. It's very interesting. I think it's, it's, it's an interesting time for Democrats. Of course, I understand the idea of beating Donald Trump and whoever can do it. We just need to get him. But I think this one, I don't know. So, hey, that's what's going on. What else is going on? I need to let you know that Rob Manafred is still the commissioner of Major League Baseball, just so you know. All right. 
what else is going on? Well, I want to take go back about three weeks when the Senate had to uh, make its final decision on impeachment. Yes, I'm going there. And Mitt Romney, senator from Utah, got up and and voted uh, guilty on the issue of obstruction of power, I believe, as it were, for the current POTUS to be impeached. I thought that was an amazing moment in our government for many, many different reasons. Um, but what shocked me about that was Mitt Romney invoked his faith and the values he has as a man as to a reason why he had to convict. And now this guy is vilified. And what's strange to me, the Republican Party being the party of the evangelicals and so on and so forth, right? The faith folks, right? Or, and we'll get into that. How he's now being vilified. <laughs> uh, because he invoked his faith to say no to this and the values he had as a man. This is very, very interesting. And that gets us into our topic today for this podcast. And this is a question I've had for a while. Um, being a man of faith, um, or, or at least certainly one that respects faith, and faith has made a big difference in my life. This is the question I've had in, in some way, shape, or another, and I'm sure it's out there. Is God a Republican, or are there two heavens? Because there's one party that that somehow uh, gets to own God and all the other things that come with it. I mean, have you noticed how the Republicans, yes, I'm going there, how the Republicans get to own God, American pride, apple pie, country music, NASCAR, all the things that, that you know, hey, this is what America is about. Somehow the narrative gets to go to the Republican Party. Somehow they get to own a pro-family agenda. Somehow they get to own pro-law enforcement. Somehow they get to own a value-centered agenda or being a value-centered party. Somehow they get to own the they're a pro-faith party. Um, they get to effectively own the narrative of this America that we all know and love. And I think that's very, very evident in how the narrative comes across. Now, of course, whether it's true or not, we'll, we'll try to develop some of that here today. But it's very, very interesting how one party, the Republican Party, gets to own this narrative. Now, hold that thought for a second. Just hold that thought. And I want to be very careful before I, I go forward. Um, it seems that Democrats shy away from owning any type of faith agenda or being a faith-friendly party. It seems like they really shy away from that. And I'm not suggesting should uh, religion should overtake any party. Uh, we know how religion can screw up a country. And that's why separation of church and state was huge for our country at its inception. But it's clear that one party owns this whole uh, American thing to, the, to its credit at the voting booth and somehow ties it to being, how, being an American, while the other, it, it's not really a part of their narrative. And that narrative, and that being the narrative of the Democratic Party. I find that very interesting, but hold that thought. Uh, a couple of years ago, I believe it was, Karen Edmonds, uh, director of Project Legacy, a great program here in Rochester, she sent out a Facebook, uh, and I got that Facebook. It's a 2016 article, and it's a picture of 
the, the Republican interns coming to Washington to work and is contrasted by the Democratic interns that are coming to Washington to work. When you look at the Republican interns in this picture, and I have it posted here um, through the YouTube um, cast, all of the interns in this picture are Euro-American, all of them. There's not an ounce of diversity in the sense of who's there, um, at least visually. Um, all of them are Euro-American or white. And then when you look at the Democratic interns, this is Chocolate City, right? Um, and I will just call it Diversity City. There are many minorities of various ethnicities excuse me, in their picture. And it is a wow thing. Now, before you say all oh, that was doctored and oh, blah, 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 let's get real about that. That's about how it comes across, at least in 2020. Have you seen uh, the current uh, cabinet of our current POTUS? On that cabinet, there is one African-American man. Uh, there is a Asian woman. There are three women, three or four women, but the rest are Euro-American men. And there's no question when you look at the Republican cabinet and more broadly the Republican Party, it is very Euro-American. I'm not saying there's not other diversity there, but I think we can all be honest in saying uh, there's not a lot of diversity there. And I'm not saying it's wrong at this point, but that is what we see. Add to that when you go to any evangelical church, what does that look like? It looks like the president's cabinet. But we'll that's a little joke there, but we'll, we'll deal with that in a minute. And then if you go back to President Obama's cabinet, look at that if you want to look at a picture. Lots of diversity. Men, women, black, white, uh, Hispanic, Asian, uh, gender. Um, there even, even is some, uh, I believe, uh, LGBTQ within that group. It is just diversity central. And I, there, there's no question that the Democratic Party can own this idea of diversity. Now let's go back to the whole faith and this God, all that kind of stuff, right? This is what I will say. If the Republican Party is the party of faith and values, I'm not getting to heaven with many other minority Americans. We're just not getting to heaven because we're, we're not part of this, whatever it is. And I say that facetiously. Not to mention, we won't be able to, we can't enjoy country music, NASCAR, apple pie, and all those different narratives that the Republican gets to own. And I'm joking, of course, and being facetious. Um, but I am suggesting that one party gets to own this and the other one doesn't. I am suggesting that this is kind of scary when you start to think about all of this in a package. Let's take this one step further. No party is perfect. Power is like money or any other vice of this nature. It can turn the best people into justifying the most wicked things or enacting the most wicked things. It is what it is. Uh, power, it, it, it doesn't matter which party that is, deal, that is dealing with this. But have you noticed, particularly in this, this Trump era, and whether you agree or not, but the disregard for law and order, Republican disregard for law and order, 
or allegedly, as some would say, um, the last the impeachment, a disregard for established law and order in the highest ranks of the Republican Party. Okay, okay. Whether you uh, agree with impeachment or not, or whether it was good, even the some of the things that we're seeing right now with the Justice Department, two thousand uh, lawyers are saying Justice Barr should go because he's been inappropriate as the leading law enforcement officer of the nation. And even when there is somewhat of an admittance to some of these things, you, you hear this, everyone does it, or it wasn't that bad, or the whole truth thing is now not truth, and there's a spinning of it and all this kind of thing. Um, law and order seems to be, well, it, it can be adjusted and all these different things. Yet the Republican Party is the party of faith, values, and the American flag. That boggles my mind. And I would suggest that even now, given what has gone on, the Republican Party has abdicated this narrative in these past three and a half years to be called, or even own the narrative, of being the, the party of faith, values, and the American flag. And I'm not saying they can't change. I'm not saying it's all Republicans. Uh, I, but I think one of the biggest problems Republicans have is they have not stood up and said, guess what? Not our party. You, you, we, we love you in this position. or We love your policies here. But this has to GL. This has to go. And I think that's been one of the problems of the Republican Party. Now, the Democratic Party, they can do the same. I'm not saying one party is 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 absent uh, some of these challenges. But for 2020, we need to wake up to what's going on. I want to suggest, while party loyalty can be dangerous and we need different parties for a robust government, we need disagreement, debate, and difference for excellence. It is part of the process of reaching excellence. You need disagreement. You need debate. You need difference in order to get to excellence, I believe, with all my heart. I believe currently this is the moment of the Republican Party to be the party that is proudly e pluribus unum, out of many one. It is the party of America. It is the party of values. It is the party of faith. It is the party of American pie. It is the party of diversity. I didn't say the party of, defect, of perfection. I did not say that. But what we're seeing at the highest levels of the Republican Party, there's no way we can say this is what America is supposed to be about. The blind loyalty. It's scary. Is that supposed to be America? Democrats should be the big tent party. Democrats should be the party that was driving down the highway in the truck with the flags in the back. Just look at what we see with the um, Democratic Party. It now reflects what America is and what it has, it has claim, claimed to be since its inception. And again, I'm not saying any party is perfect. No party is perfect. I personally believe that Democrats need to, to now take the narrative of being American. Um, and, and certainly at the national level, I understand there's some difference on national Republicans, national Democrats, local Democrats, and local Republicans. But 
this is where I believe the American Party is. I mean, excuse me, the Democratic Party is. As as you know, I'm running for Minnesota House 25B. And in that regard, if I am privileged to win, I would be the candidate that will not be shy to be proud to be an American, to be proud to be a, a man of faith or a man of values, a man of the American dream, and certainly a man of diversity, a man that accepts everyone. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has to be of faith and all those different things. What I'm trying to get at is there is no way in the world in 2020 we can allow the Republican Party to steal the narrative of being this faith values, American values, American pie, American flag party. And I'm not saying it will not come back to it, but this is the time for Democrats. Um, because in this party, at the at this point, all spectrums of what Minnesota and American is, gender, faith, non-faith, party affiliation, culture, ethnicity, race, all of that, this party is owning. And that means, in my opinion, as we think of the American ideals from step one, 1770, 70, 1776, and all that time, and the Constitution, and all those different things, and understandably there were issues going there. This is what the major experiment of America is and is now found in the Democratic Party. Now, I must be careful, um, and I want to be honest here. Another part of who I am, I realize that there are Republicans, independents, Democrats, other people that I agree with and disagree with, and that will be the process if I'm lucky enough to be in office. And so I'm not blanketing all Republicans national and locally. So I want to be careful of that. Even some of our local uh, politicians who have had the privilege of interviewing on Barbershop Talk and really seeing some of the things that they have done. uh, Senator Carla Nelson has worked on a Teacher of Color Act. Uh, She's been active with that and open about some of those things. Senator Sinjim has had a passion for disparities and some of those issues and has really uh, done some things here locally to make a difference um, and he's had a passion about that. These two individuals have proved their street cred, if you will, and at least in the sense of diversity. I'm not saying I agree with all of what they do, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that these local Republicans, Sinjim and Nelson, have done some things that have been um, uh, of, of positivity. And I say that to note that this is the type of politician I would be if I were to be privileged to be elected, to not only be able to say, hey, he or she did a good job, and they may not be of my party, but also he or she I'm going to work with, and difference in debate and and disagreement are not going to be things that are going to steer me from getting to excellence. I think it is a part of excellence. So I wanted to admit that as well. But I will say this. I wish local Republicans or, or, or the good Republicans or however you want to say that, even if they want to stick with the policies and all that, I think that's another issue that they would stand up and say, no, this is not America. This is not the Republican Party. This is not right. And I think that's where a lot of Republicans have failed the test of time. And that's the problem of silence. Um, so that is the type of uh, uh, uh uh, Democrat, uh, I hope to be for Venezuela House 25B if I were to be elected. And um, But I will tell you this. Um, if you see me driving down Broadway here in Rochester 
in a pickup truck with American flags in the back, and you see me grubbing on apple pie and blasting country music, don't think Republican. Think Democrat. Think Democrat. Well, well, maybe. And, and to the bigger point, I believe the big tent party, if you will, or the real big tent party, the party of diversity, the party that, that is truly visually inclusive, and there's, there's issues, there's no perfection, and I want to make sure I say that. That is what the Democratic Party is now. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, that's why I'm running as a Democrat, because this party reflects diversity in what America is. It's not perfect, but I believe it more reflects what um, America is all about. And I will say even now, um, what faith, values, and all those different things are about. The Republican Party is showing off. And I think they or we need to straight up own it and not let it be stolen by the Republicans. Well, remember, um, Senator, the late Senator Wellstone said we all do better when we all do better. Um, and that is why I'm running for Minnesota House 25B. I truly believe that concept and everything that's going on, and not all issues are issues of diversity, but we need to begin to look at all of our growth through a culturally competent lens, and that's what Donovan Bailey is all about. Thank you for tuning in. What's up next? February 25th, our local caucuses. Make sure you get out and caucus for who you want to be in office, and I hope that is me. I need folks to caucus for Donovan Bailey. And then March 15th is the DFL convention where I will need delegates and others as well um, to vote who we want to lead the primaries in the Democratic Party to take it to the general election in uh, uh, November of 2020. So this all coming up, I want you on my team. If you agree with where I'm at, this is podcast two. We'll definitely get into some more to some more things and in introducing where I'm at and hopefully have some fun while we are at it. Thank you for tuning in to Donovan Bailey, MSLGSW podcast. Have a great evening. All right. Thank you again for tuning in. The music is brought to you by bensound.com. See you next time. Donovan Bailey, MSLGSW, running for MN House 25B.